the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And for the next two hours, you're stuck with me and a couple of my friends. And if you have a question, we're going to talk first a little bit um, about somebody that's important to all of us. But we're also going to take calls, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And what, what we want to tell you is is, is uh, we want you to tell us the year, make, and model of your car, how many miles, and we're going to talk symptoms, okay? We're going to talk symptoms. We are not going to um, talk about YouTube University or what some guy said in Nashville, Tennessee, Okay, we're interested in symptoms. We can best help you by asking you questions. Questions like, where's the vibration in the seat of your pants or in the steering wheel? And does it, does it crank or does it, when you say it doesn't start, does it, that means it not crank over or it cranks over da, 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 and it doesn't fire. So those are kind of important distinctions that we talk. Uh, on my right is Tom Blackwell. He just got out of jail. I think you have to be back Monday morning. Monday morning, but you need, everybody needs to know why I've got, it, why I'm on probation. Oh, I thought you were... Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. It was from back... It, remember when you got in, were in, in, in that facility and I had to break you out of it? Uh, you remember that? I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah well, that's, <laughs> that's what happened. And, you, and I know something about Mark that a lot of people don't know because of that, you know, in the position he was in, but I'm, I'm going to let Mark tell you. Okay, Do you Tom. remember that? <laughs> what, what, uh, it, we're going to have to take a break here pretty quick, and then we'll decide what you're going to tell. I think you're going to tell the story about when I had hit my head. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I was tired. I was at the county hospital, and I was really tired, and I, and I wasn't getting better. And there was a guy next to me laying in the ER uh-huh. who was messing with the guy on the other side of him. It, it, it really wasn't anything like that. It was when you hit your head right. But it yeah. was the color of the undergarments that you were wearing that bothered me. Oh, yeah. Well, we're not going there either. Okay. Good. But Tom came and broke me out. I remember we were walking out, and I was in my paper jammies. Exactly. And there was a bunch of doctors standing in front of me. My, 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 my brain is still, my eyes still hurt because of that, but go on. Okay. So there's a, a bunch of doctors in front because they say I can't leave. And so Tom and I, it was like a football game. We, he made he faked I right, went left, yep. and, mm-hmm. and I just went straight. And we walked out, and we got in the car, and we left. And I still had my paper jammies on when we did that. And, and now we, we all want what to ride down the field much better eye. than OJ. What? And now we all want to poke out our mind's eye. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's Greg Kelly sitting next to me, and then his wife is Kenan, and she's also here as well. Have you two guys worked together uh, a long time? Yeah. Okay. And how long have you worked together? Well, um, basically, we've worked together for 15 years. Okay. All right. Who's with, now? This is my analogy. Okay. In in my world. Okay, uh, Renee is Snow White. <clears throat> she 
takes care of the kids. She gives them love and dove and stuff. She, she's the one that says yes. I'm Jack the Ripper. I say no. So oh. when they say in high school, we're going to go to this big big boondocker party, and then afterwards we're going to get drunk, and we're going to drive our cars home, Renee will say, ask your father. Because she doesn't make those. So which one of you it, is which? You know, that's that's pretty close to accurate. Although, um, it, as quiet and timid as she seems, these two boys will push the button, and the tiger definitely <laughs> does come out. And that's that's Ken. Uh, yes. Okay. Do you agree with that? I agree. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're the softy. When, then they well, you. I wouldn't say he's no. a softy. Oh, you got two Jack the Rippers <laughs> in yeah. your house. Yeah. Not okay. the softy, but it, it's the same thing. So, you know, when your dad gets home. And, oh. and I have this next door neighbor. Um, they're 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 big into horses, and they have this whole bunch of leather things they were going to throw out one day. And I went over there, and you know people are going to think I'm a child abuser when they hear this, but yeah. but well, we she had this, this nice little leather strap that she used to you know. Mm-hmm. Get are we going to get into something that we're going to be scared to hear? Go no, 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 it's okay. not that. Kinky. It's not kinky. All right, all right, we're, we're good. We're getting there. Uh, but <laughs> but all we have to do, either one of us, is get that out and smack it on the counter, and these two boys they perk up and they start to listen they don't want to have anything to do with that okay now that reminds me i have a paddle that i made i actually outlined a putty knife and then made it a long paddle there are three big long nails in the paddle (laughs) all right and i threaten the kids with this the grandkids but what they know now is is i by three thousandths the nails fit in the wooden paddle then I've siliconed the nails, so when you swat them, it pops the nails out the back. So the nice, first time nice. I use that, they're all their eyes are huge, and, and it's just not a hard swat because you, you're kind of scared. So, you know, and then they're going, "Ow!" Well, you know, there was no "ow," but you know, and then when their friends come over, they go, "Papa, spank him," you know. <laughs> and I said, "Well, I glued the nails in this time." So both of you have kind of you share the discipline of the kids. Blackwell, I don't need to tell you. His uh, the beatings will continue until morale improves. Is yeah. how my life was yeah, ended yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. So Tom Blackwell, 40th Street and Greenway, been around since working on Nin- cars. Nineteen eighty-five, actually in business, but before that, it was in the driveway since I was three. Okay, all right, working on cars for a long Tricycles time. Tricycles is when it started up. Okay. Anyway, at Greg and Kennan, you guys opened up the shop. Do you remember? Well, I've been on that corner now uh, thirty-nine years. Okay, okay, wow, I, it's. Nice. So that was about 1994, somewhere around there? Well, we, um, no, uh, your math is off. All right. um, That store opened up in 77 or 78. I came into it in 80 or 81. It became my store in 91, 92. Okay, okay. All right. We moved in here in 1994, and we were the only guy on the block. So we, we've been here since then. And Renee and I have been married 45 years. She was only like six when I married her. And that, that goes back to the, I, is, you know, I don't even want to get into that. Yeah. Let's just bring a whole lot. You, you created a whole lot of material there with just one statement. Yeah. Well, it does, that doesn't mean we both have our own divorce attorneys. Um, everybody I meet, I say, do you divorce? I give them a dollar. That way she can't hire them. So that's, I spend a little yep. bit of money that way. Yep. Yeah. All right. You, you've given them uh, the retainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You started. Yeah, that's no started, near the retainer the by, for yeah. any lawyer by any means. But oh. you started a payment on the retainer. He can't and, take the case because yeah. he now works for me for a dollar. Some of them object. <laughs> Some of them will throw the. Okay, we're here because 
Um, in, in the industry here in Phoenix, there were some guys that really started the industry. There was Whitey Omjell out of Scottsdale, Harry Martin out of Scottsdale, Jim Winters all over the place, Bill Bridwell, who's been around since Jesus was a baby, and mm-hmm. then Kelly Clark, which is your dad. Yes. And so Kelly start. oh, first of all, let us tell you that the reason why we're all here together, because we want to honor Kelly, because day before yesterday, he passed on to the next life. And uh, Kelly was a friend of Tom's, mine, and, of course, Greg is his son. So we start at the beginning. Start, when did, where was Kelly born? Start there. Kelly was born in Tulsa. Okay. Uh, my mom was born. I'm going to mix this up. She was either, I can't remember if she was born in Abilene and moved to Shamrock or born in Shamrock and moved to Abilene. But they met in Tulsa, Arizona, going to Tulsa High School. Um, my dad played football. And, uh, you know, they've been high school sweethearts ever since. Ever, ever since. They, uh, uh, grandfather Bert opened up a Chevron gas station in Tolleson, okay. which then my uncle Alvin, my dad's brother, and him ran. And then shortly after that, I don't have the exact timelines, but uh, grandpa moved out into Phoenix and they opened up the, uh, uh, the 12th Street and Glendale mobile gas station. And at that time, it was the only thing on the corner. It was nothing but, you know, grapefruit and orange orchards all around it. Yep. And they told them they were crazy for going that far out of town because that was, you know, that was like Egypt. Now, now I live in New River. That was like New River back mm-hmm. in the day. And uh, they did well there because they ran a good business. And the two brothers got along well. The, the two brothers got along. Alvin stayed in Tolson and, and ran the, the Tolson store, and they did a similar thing there. They, they built a shop behind it, and that one was called Clark's Automotive. Okay. And then my dad, um, I can't remember the exact year, but somewhere in the 70s, about the mid-70s, built the first shop at 12th Street in Glendale behind the gas station. Yes. And that place just, you know because of the way he ran business and the way he treated customers that that place took off and and has always done well and and what do you remember how old are you right now approximately you don't have to be i'm too old but i'm 55 okay do you remember what do you remember as your earliest memories do you remember the tullison facility or do you remember the chevron or i yeah some of my earliest memories are of of going to Tolleson to see my parents. I didn't hang out at the, the Chevron station at Tolleson too much, but I, I remember it. I remember it. What I really remember is my my grandparents had uh, a place out in Florence. It was a little gas station with a with a restaurant. And uh, uh, we, <laughs> I got a great story. So uh, one of my dad's friends, Pat, uh, Pat Vint, and him, uh, we're going to fly out and see the grandparents. Okay. And, you know, my daddy's always been a pilot. He's right. always loved to fly planes. So they rent this little 172 Cessna, which is, you know, just two seats in the front. There's nothing in the back. So they throw me in the tail. Okay. We take off. We fly out. Well, as we set down in uh, in Apache Junction, Pat's going to set – Pat's pilot, my dad's co-pilot. They're going to set down on this little dirt road runway. Well, as he sets down, the wing clips a tree. The plane goes spinning, flips upside down. I'm, I have – I can remember to this day bouncing around in the back of this plane – and as soon as the plane comes to stop, my dad grabs me, kicks the door open, throws me out in the dirt, and we get out because, you know, he didn't know if the plane was on fire or, or, or whatever. And uh, um, I remember the whole town of Florence, a whole parade of cars coming out to see this plane crash. Mm-hmm. And all I ended up was with a, a, a bruise on my cheek. And um, 
Pat, Pat is, he's a character, and, and uh, it, it was something to do with the way the insurance was. So Pat lit the plane on fire. Oh, the plane didn't catch on Pat's fire. Pat's dead, though, right? No, Pat's still oh, alive. Pat, okay, don't use his last name. Okay, <laughs> there's no statute of limitations for that. <laughs> Pat lit the plane on fire, so it got covered under insurance or something mm-hmm. somehow. And I remember when they took us back in. I'm in the restaurant, and the and the sheriffs are questioning my dad and Pat and my grandma, saying they're going to go to jail. They're going to go to jail, and they never did go to jail. My dad was he was the smoothest talker ever. He could talk his way out of anything, and and it was you know. Well, it, it, that was one of the early memories I have. Okay, I I, I want to describe how would, how tall was your dad? Uh, he, he, six three. Okay, he had hands like tennis rackets, didn't he? Yeah. He just had, and he was the nicest guy in the world till he got mad. Thirteen, thirteen, uh, thirteen double E, I okay. believe shoes. Yeah. All right. I met a guy the other day named Dave Harris. He had seventeen and a halfs, and they were as wide as they were long. But you know, he needs that kind of. To just hold his big head up, but I I understand now. When we come back, you got some stories, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yep, I've about, got some stories about Kelly, and uh, I've got some stories about Kelly, and then we're going to touch base about Kelly's wife, Rita, because mm-hmm. she and him were a pair to draw to. Oh man, they they they, yin and yang. Oh, in a, in in a great way, in a great uh-huh. way. Yeah, yeah. But he would just shake his head no matter how she was talking, and she when she talked, everybody else was listening. Yeah. You didn't dare interrupt Rita. 602-508-0960. If you have a fond memory of Kelly Clark or if you did business with him way back when, you don't have to tell us how old you are, but 602-508-0960. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. So, along with everything else you have to do day-to-day running your business, you're trying to manage your digital marketing and social media. It's a lot of heavy lifting. How can you compete? You need some help from Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundphoenix.com. Surroundphoenix.com. Connecting you with new customers. Are you the type who's got little time for talk but still wants to be plugged in? Wants the nickel tour by someone in the know? Wants the bottom line at the top of the page and at the top of the hour? I'm Terry Gilberg. Each day I write and deliver Terry's take on the topics, a digestible version of the issues of the day. Every morning at 7.04 a.m., every evening at 6.04 p.m. My content is rich, researched, and reasoned. Get a fresh take every day on air, past takes every day online. 7.04 a.m., 6.04 p.m., and over 300 takes at 960 The Patriot. Terry's Take is sponsored by Modern Round, Upscale Lounge, and Eatery. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. 
Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, mentor a kid who needs someone on their side, volunteer to read to children, make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day, and the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader, tutor or mentor. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. The mechanic raised up from under my hood and shook his head. Welcome back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Real quick, let me tell you about a good repair shop if you're in Mesa. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing has been around since 1970. Brian and Thelma both have family that date back to the 60s in the car repair business. So if you're looking in Mesa for a good shop, they have ASC certified technicians. They're on Main Street just east of Stapley on the south side of the road. And all you have to do is meet Brian or Thelma for the first time, and you'll understand how come I think they're most the best and the most important shop in Mesa. Now, they're not the only good shop, but they're the only good shop that I have found. So if you're in Mesa, you only have one choice as far as I'm concerned. That's Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Tom, what were you going to say about the fire in the plane? Well, I, I, I've known Greg for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, probably, what, 20 minutes now? Anyway. Okay. I'm sure the story was right about Greg actually lit the fire. Oh, you know, and that covered it up with this other story. He was story. in the back of yeah. the airplane smoking cigarettes, and that's yeah, exactly. what happened. Yeah, and flipping yeah, around. So now we know the yeah, real I had about story. A pack a day habit at four <laughs> or five years old. <laughs> right. All righty. So we're gonna we're gonna continue to talk about Kelly. You've kind of laid the groundwork, and and real quick, you knew Kelly before you bought the shop. I mean, with I knew of him. Okay. Of him. But my first conversation with him was in 1994. Okay. And he, you know, by my good fortune, was able to capitalize on him having, or he was going to build the property that I'm in now, okay. and the building I'm in now. Okay. And when we first started talking about it, and I told him how I found out that he was, that he was selling it, he paused and he goes, well, Rita and myself and Cheryl, his daughter, Greg's sister, said, we just made this decision. How did you find out about it? Well, anyway, I thought he was pulling my leg. You know, I'd maybe thrown the bait out there. Right. But as time moved on, he's just a great what-you-see-is-what-you-get guy. No, you're right. And uh, has a real good sense of humor. i got to tell you something. So four, five, six, eight years, however long into knowing him, he calls me up one night. Now, a guy he had working for him named Mark, and I can't remember Mark's last name. Morgan. Mark, Mark Morgan, yeah, thank you, was building computers. So he built Kelly some computers so that he could turn around and play these games, war games, with people around it's, the it's world. It's called, uh, what is it, Unreal Tournament. Unreal Tournament, yeah. Well, 12 o'clock at night. Now, Rita's gone. 12 o'clock midnight, he calls me up, and I'm thinking something's wrong. He was so. He says, can you get over here right now? And I go, what are you talking about? And he goes, just come to my house right now. He wanted another 
player at his house playing war games. So you could gang up on Mark. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm over at his house. I get there at, I don't know, we lived you know, 20 minutes away. Anyway, I go over there, we get uh, uh, playing on the computers. Well, the sun's coming, the sun's coming up. Now, what is interesting about the story is, here's a guy with the background, the history, the, um, I mean, he's on the perch as far as guys around town that were in business that wanted to be like him. It's like a god. Yeah. Okay. And I'm sitting here looking at him at two o'clock in the morning, and he's like a little kid on here. He goes, "You see that? You see that? You see that?" Is this like an old apple or something like that? Whatever they were, I know that they were the the trickiest thing of you know two thousand or one or two. They were clear and and they had lights in them and they had all kinds of stuff. (laughs) Water cooled process. Water cooled process. Liquid cooled, I should say. Okay. Now this is long before the internet, so you guys are playing against one another. No, no, no. This is the beginning of of it. This is ninety nine. You know, two thousand one. I mean, it was the beginning of moving in those games. Okay. But anyway, that was a. It, it was really cool to see him like that. Okay. You know. well, well, I'll tell you my favorite story of uh, Kelly Clark, and people have heard this before. Um, Kelly invites us to go to um, uh, the houseboat, and he's going to fly. So Rita's there, your mom, and, and I respect your mom, but she can, you know she can breathe fire. Oh, she can breathe fire. Just, and <laughs> she was a perfect person for Kelly. Oh, yeah. Because if she breathed fire, this guy's so big with tennis racket hands, you wouldn't mess with either one of them. So we fly, and he's got this little GPS that can't cost more than 30 bucks on the steering wheel of the airplane. Now, he's ignoring all the other stuff, but he's flying with this. So we land. He has a car. We drive out to the houseboat, and your mother gives us the tour. And she says to me, it's really important that you understand that you must sit when you go number one. Because the boat kind of rocks and all that kind of stuff. And she says, really and truly, I'm serious. you got to sit when you're doing number one. And I said, okay. Now, Kelly's in the background rolling his eyes. So I don't really know if she's messing with me or if she's not. So the next morning, I decide to test. She's up first. I'm up second. So I go into the bathroom, which is right around the corner of the galley, and I get a big glass of water. And I open up the toilet seat, and I'm holding it up about four feet, and I start pouring it in the glass. Your mother was in that bathroom oh. by the snap of fingers. And she didn't care if you if, if you were in mid <laughs> you know, If you were in midstream <laughs> or not. She was going to come in and stop you. And she walked in, and she, you can tell she's ready to just throw me overboard and i'm just smiling at her pouring this water in there and she called me a bad name maybe one or two bad names her her favorite word and i don't, we, i'm gonna say it on air and maybe they're gonna okay. bleep us because it's not the way she says it it's not okay. really a, a a cuss word okay it's it's got some letters added to it because yeah. because it's she yeah oh okay yeah okay so a lot of t's with, with a lot of e's and a lot of t's yeah. and when she says that you better it's time up because it's time to listen well, so she's yelling so loud that Kelly wakes up, and he walks around the corner, and he starts laughing, which she turns and shuts his butt up real quick. Oh. And so at that particular point, I had had my fun with her. I mean, and, and her and I just got along just fine, but she said, you're kind of ornery. And I said, yeah, I've been called that before. And she says, okay, your honoriness is over at this point. I says, I get the message. So you, you, got, the, you got the, you can't pee standing up, talk, yeah. but did, did you get the nest? Oh, <laughs> the nest. Okay, let's hear this. Okay, oh, so the nest is gosh. on the houseboats. You know, because those the houseboat to- toilets are like motorhome toilets, yeah. and they have the little flapper thing. You mm-hmm. know, and she wasn't about to clean up 
anybody else's racing stripes, yeah. so to speak. And everybody that came on the boat, they got to talk about sitting down to pee, yeah. and then they got to talk about the nest. If you were going to go number two, you had to take the toilet paper and mm-hmm. make a crisscross nest in the bottom of the toilet before you poop. Because if you left stripes, you were going to get handed the toilet cleaner, and you were going to clean Do your it. own mess up. You know, it, I don't know how how long ago that was, but you're exactly right. She gave me the nest thing. Yeah. And she and my wife is going. You need to mind her. And I says I'm gonna mess with her every chance I get. And Kelly says, just do it once or twice, and that's it. Otherwise, and see how it <laughs> goes for you. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it was it was a wonderful one. And and he, like you said, he can fly an airplane. He could fly a, an airplane through a hole in a Cheerio. You know, and when he landed, it was it wasn't a panic landing. You you hardly knew he touched the runway. Oh. And and he let me sit up front. Rita was sitting in the back, but it, and Renee was in the back too as well. But she never re- and she was c- crossways from him. I expected at any given time she'd slap him up beside the head. But I think for safety reasons, she knew better than no, that. No, she you know, and that's the thing. She um, she knew how good of a pilot he was, and and I know she felt one hundred percent comfortable with him in his plane. And she knew that that was the time to let him do his thing. Yeah. You know? But before you took off, and once you landed. Well, right, right back to, and I said, "What happens if something goes wrong?" And he says, "Well, you're just going to have to fly the plane." I says, "I've never flown a plane in my life." He said, "Don't worry about it. Reed will tell you how to do it." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, "He's six foot three. He weighs two hundred plus, and he and he wasn't heavy. I mean, he was built." And I'm thinking to myself, "How am I going to get him out of that chair?" And and I'm going to do over there, not understanding that there was a, a steering wheel right. on my side or whatever the heck you call it. All righty, 602-508-0960. We're talking about Kelly Clark, and the reason why we're talking about Kelly Clark is is because he was an icon in the auto repair industry, and he dates way back to the 50s or or that. And Kelly is a friend of all of us older guys because he's kind of first generation of car repair. The rest of us that are in our mid-50s and 60s, we're just kind of the second generation, and most of us worked for Kelly or guys like Kelly. Most of us got our starts in the gas station arena when we used to have to check the oil check the tires and all that other kind of stuff so they were the ones that really got you and me and and tom all set up 602-508-0960 did you know rain tree auto repair is ranked number one in the entire united states by mercedes-benz for their repairs andy val the dad and his sons tom and paul operate rain tree auto body in north scottsdale they've been around since 1972 Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. Sunday, May 5th, on the Middle East Radio Forum, our guest will be Dr. Carl Goldberg, addressing a subject that is always topical, some people did something, again, Islam and its contribution to global terrorism. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot.
Hi there. I'm here for my flu shot, and I heard there's an option for people 65 and older. There is, but you actually have to be 65. Very flattering. Thanks. I'm Judith Light. You know who I am, right? I just turned 65, and I know your immune system gets weaker with age, and I don't want to miss a day of work or risk spreading the flu to other people. I don't think we've met before, but what I do know is you can't be 65. Okay. What if I said I only have one life to live and I need protection against the flu? Nope. No? How about who's the boss of my health? I am. Huh. Flu season is here, and people 65 and older need to ask about the vaccine made specifically for their age. Flu vaccination is especially important for people with chronic conditions like diabetes and heart disease, which can worsen with the flu. I'm so sorry about that. I thought you were like 35. Don't apologize. Visit the National Council on Aging at ncoa.org flu to learn more and talk to your doctor about vaccine options for people 65 and older. Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma, the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. Yeah. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. So I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the (laughs) ShelterPetProject.org. All about that demon, all yeah, the mobile, the bed, the monster with the polyglass wheels, and result of the dream of Henry Ford. Well, now I've got a car that's mine. Oh, oh, hang on a minute, Gil. We'll, we'll get you situated. And we got to go to pause. And now we're, Mark is doing a good job, 1805, 1805. And, hey, Gil, have you got us? Okay. It was my fault. I had muted everybody's microphone because these guys were using bad words. And as a result of that, I had to be quiet and be careful. Let's talk real quick. Uh, uh, let's, you know what? Let's talk to Chris first. Let's do Chris first. Chris, good morning to you. Hey, guys. Uh, sorry to hear the passing of Mr. Clark. Sounds like he was a good friend of all yours. Yeah, he was. He yes, was. I, had a, I have a 05 Murano in my airbag lights flashing. What do I, where can I go to get that looked at? Okay. Well, let me a, ask you a question. How many miles are on it? Uh, 90,000. Okay. You want to raise your hands, either one? Let me, let me put it to you this way. Most of the time when the airbag's lights is on, the repair is? Could be the seat module. Okay. Could be the uh, button on the dash. Okay. It Great. could be the sensor well, in the front. Has the car ever been in a collision? Did you buy the car new? Did you no. buy the car used? No. no, I've had it. It's in nice shape. It's... Uh, and it just started flashing a couple of days ago. Okay. 
I would think we do a lot of clock springs. Yeah. And that's why I asked him about the miles mm-hmm. is because right. at 90,000, um, you, it, the clock spring is this circular, uh, ra- you know how when you wind up your hose flat and you go around and around and around till the circles uh-huh. burn Well, that's what a clock spring is. We have to maintain uh, communication with the, with the uh, airbag and the steering wheel because it moves and the rest of the harness doesn't. This clock spring allows you to turn all the way right and all the way left. And so, uh, because of the mileage, and probably how much of it is city driving? Uh, majority of it. Okay. So you're turning the steering wheel left and right and all that kind of stuff. So this isn't a difficult diagnosis. This mm. is really a uh, just take a look at it, uh, run a scanner, stuff like that. Probably one of the simplest diagnoses. Okay. Okay, they are able to scan that. Is that an expensive thing? Well, you're going to go in the and the clock spring? Um I don't know. It, the, the the diagnosis guys less than a hundred. Usually, it, it depends. I mean, I, I know I offer, and and there's a lot of people do it. it I'll, I'll take my scanner and I'll go read your code, and I won't charge you for that. Now, okay. once we read the code, then we're going to talk about whether it's something real quick and easy, or whether we've got to spend some time diagnosing it. So, okay, you, you can call around and get that information from different shops, and then you get an estimate. And, right. And the diagnosis, I'm I'm always of the opinion that we, if when I say a hundred or when I think a hundred, I go seventy-five to one twenty-five. So I'm just kind of bracketing okay. what I what. What yeah. I've done. The the thing you have to say is is when they give you your estimate, you have to look them in the eye, my shop included, and you have to say, are you guessing or are you fixing? And if you're guessing, then what are we going to do if you miss? So keep my old airbag or keep my old clock spring. Of course, when you take it apart, you're going to see the clock spring is usually broken. But you just make sure that they, they say that, you say that to them. Because I don't want to pay for guessing. I want to pay for gotcha. fixing. And so that's really how it works. As far as the clock spring is concerned, we're going to have to pull the steering wheel out of it. I don't know how much the clock spring is, but I'm guessing you're going to be at 175, 200, something like that, or maybe even more. The steering wheel, what does the steering wheel pay? 350 by the time you're done is probably going to be a good... Okay. Diagnostic diagnostic first, and then the labor to fix the part plus the part. Right. So if you're going with 350, close enough, Greg? That's close enough. Okay. All righty, Chris, thank you very much for bringing Okay, your guesstimate is about, let's let's just say, 400 to to fix it, if it's the clock spring and it's not a a guesstimate. uh, I'm thinking three to 400. I think we can cover most everybody at three to 400. Okay, very good. Thank you for your help. All right, you betcha. And, uh, you know, I had an airbag case the other day where somebody, and, and folks will understand this, and you guys will too, this guy takes the steering column completely out of a Chrysler product, okay? And he sets it off to the side. He has to replace the air distribution center, which is in the dash. The front seats are gone. The center console's gone. You've been there. This yeah. is a, 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 a $2,000 labor. Yeah. Yeah. So he loses control of the center of the steering wheel. So you can imagine if you got the column out of it and somebody spins it like a fan, okay? Uh-huh. So he loses control. Mm. So the car is a rental car. The dealership's fixing it. And, and this doesn't happen very often, but it was interesting. So the, the lady brings her car in, and, and they give her this rental. So she pulls into a parking spot. She backs up and parks. Everything's fine. So when she leaves, she pulls forward, turns the steering wheel all the way to the right, and it blows the airbag. You can imagine that's kind of scary. So the first thing everybody goes, you hit something. So an inspection of underneath the car says, no, I didn't hit anything. Then they look at the black box, and the black box has no data. So the black box wasn't even involved. 
So then there's this big investigation about what happened, and there's all these experts that are saying this is what happened and that's what happened. But you got Chrysler and you got the dealership on one side, and you got this little old lady who got popped in a bag and hard. So at the end of the day, everybody finally circles the wagons and everybody agrees <laughs> that he lost control of the steering wheel. So now it's just a matter of what the money's going to be. But it was interesting on how long this went. Oh, to get to that point. To get to that point. And he said, no, I didn't lose control of the steering wheel. Yes, you did. So we look, we got two squibs, and, and I did the wiring diagram. You've got to have power and ground to pop that bag. And the squib has the power and ground right in it. So the tape, the, the, the center of clock spring, has ground and power right, right, right next to it. So that's what blew the bag. But anyway, it was one of those interesting things. When we come back, we're going to talk more about Kelly Clark. Like I said before, he's one of the pioneers of car repair in the Phoenix Valley area. Um, he really has a lot to do with me and you, Tom, with respect to guidance when we mm-hmm. got into the business. Um, I don't know about you, but I had like three whiskers. And so I wasn't, I wasn't really adapt. And I met him during I, I, the time we all belonged to the the, the group, which I'm I not going to mention. I had no whiskers. You had no whiskers. That that was long ago. I mean, I mean, what a what a guy. Let's talk more about him. Okay. Well, and that's that's true too. <clears throat> Your wife had most of the whiskers. We're just going to leave it at that. Easy we'll be there, right easy back. Easy there. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. You wouldn't dive into a pool without knowing how deep it is. So why would you dig without knowing what's below? Underground utilities are buried all over Arizona. Accidentally strike one and you could be injured or wipe out services like water, power, and internet. Call 811 or click Arizona811.com to have utilities marked first. It's free, easy, and it's the law. Remember, call 811 or click Arizona811.com. Sponsored by Arizona 811 in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. What is really going on in the real estate market? This is a question we get almost every day. This is Phil and Josh, hosts of Arizona Real Estate Matters, which airs every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot. This isn't some one-hour real estate infomercial. Arizona Real Estate Matters covers what is happening today in our real estate market. We discuss the current and ever-changing real estate facts and statistics that affect the largest purchase that you'll probably ever make. So for the most up-to-date real estate information affecting the real estate market today, tune in to Arizona Real Estate Matters every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960. The Patriot. So, Justin, I was playing that video game Force Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog, and he was all like... And then I went playing in this virtual stream where this water, it looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest, the real forest, where I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. 
Then I saw this real life frog. It was all like ribbit, and I saw an owl too. Then I played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles, like wet water. Then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long. Oh, that's a、uh, pretty cool too. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number six: Find the latest articles from Town Hall, Hot Air, or even the most recent posts from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and more. All on the Patriot app news feed. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Got an iPhone, BlackBerry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your app store or log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Welcome back, everybody. Have you got us? Oh, yep, yep, yep. I see the meter moving, so I have to mute everything because these guys and and Greg's wife use bad words in the background, so I can't take the chance of、uh, transferring stuff out. It's because they have Tourette's. <laughs> oh, I got、gotcha. you. I got、gotcha. that's it. Tom Blackwell from Blackwell Automotive, 40th and Greenway, just made that comment. If you like to to、uh, square him away, give him a call on Monday morning and leave Greg and I alone. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Kurtz Auto Repair. He's up at I-17 in Bell Northeast Corner. He's been around a long time. I've known Kurtz for probably well,、uh, probably 20 years. Kurtz was one of the one of the older guys. And he, his facility burnt down, and then it took him a while to get back up on his feet. But he's done a great job. He has Eric and Jeff there. Those two young whippersnappers,、uh, they are really good at what they do, and they're in constant competition with us gray-haired guys trying to figure out if they're better than we are. Yeah. So I told him the same thing. Yeah. So, alrighty, Jesse, how are you today? Hey, hey, Mark, how are you? This Jesse from, from Kelly Clark on Twelfth Street, Glendale. Yep. Now I want to ask you a couple questions. Just set the kind of the, the stage here. When did you first start working for Kelly Clark? Wow. I started working for Kelly Clark in 1988. I was 17 years old, just fresh out of high school. Okay. Now, what location were you at? At the、uh, 12th Street and Glendale location. Okay, which is where you're at right now. Currently, still. Currently. Yes. Okay.、Or、still. 31. 31 years. Okay. So you worked at the gas station. Were you a A pump jockey? No, it was the the actual shop, the garage there. Nineteen eighty eight. It was it was、uh, full fledged, you know, going going strong. Nineteen eighty eight, eight bay shop. So was,、uh, I was their mop boy, their shuttle driver.、Uh, you know, just starting from the ground up. And and I think all of us have done the same thing. Right, we all started、oh, yeah. out, and, and now I think we call them light duty techs. But light, the mop, light duty gen- techs.、Yeah. general service. Yeah, oh, that's, that's good. Yeah, GS. Okay. Yeah, we call them shop stewards. Yeah, GS shop stewards. Yeah. Okay. So then you worked. You worked for Kelly. How many years before Kelly、uh, retired, so to speak?、Uh, so I mean.、Um, Uh, I mean, in 1998 is when I took over and being the manager there. So,、okay. but then that's when he opened up the Bell Road store.、Uh, he was really never fully retired. We're not yeah. ever allowed yeah. to say that he was retired because he、yeah. was never really fully retired. He was, he was just a hardworking man. He was always there. Okay, so do you have all right? And and so now you've taken over the 12th Street in Glendale. 
right? Correct, yeah. Okay. And you've been there since you were 17. Correct. Okay. So I would I would venture a guess that he he treated you like a son, which means he yelled at you every once in a while, and he also <laughs> slapped you on the back. Is there any truth to that? Exactly, yes. It's okay. all true. <laughs> all right. Je- Jesse has some stories I can tell you about. I, me, me and Jesse, it, it's funny because if I'm going to call, me and Jesse converse back and forth from time to time. And I know if I'm going to call Jesse, um, go ahead. I got to I got to prepare for a thirty or forty five minute long phone call because okay. we always have stories together. Stories together. Okay. Yeah. All right. So and and so Jesse, you you've been there a long time, and so do you have a favorite story or five about Kelly? Uh, I, have, I have several, and uh, I think my most favorite one is the the day Kelly and I met. You know. Um, so I was going to school, um, going to automotive school, and I was working at the YMCA. I was their maintenance guy, and uh, Kelly would play racquetball there, you know, every morning. And he would be, you know, right away, he'd be at the front counter and say, I need that court number two swept and mopped right now. We're getting ready to play this important game, racquetball <laughs> game. So they'd send me in there, you know, and they'd sweep, you know, I'd sweep real quick, and, and uh, you know, I'd kind of give him a dirty look because I'm like who is this guy you know nobody was... else asked to, to, to sweep the floor or sweep the court you know and so uh so you know I kind of got to know him that way and and then um one day he says uh what are you going to school and I said yeah I'm going to automotive school and he says oh well today's your lucky day and he hands me his business card and it says Kelly Clark Automotive he says you ever wanting a job in automotive come and see me come talk to my manager Clint and I said, okay, yeah, I think I'll do that. So a few weeks later, I went in there, talked to Clint. They hired me on, and, and Kelly right away recognized me. That I was the, the kid from the YMCA. And then Kelly says, get into my pickup truck. He had an orange little um, standard cab Chevy truck with a Corvette LS. Yeah, <laughs> motor had a 400 small block, and there's a story about that truck, oh, okay. too. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it was just it was probably the fastest car I'd ever been in my 17 years. And he says, get in, I'm going to show you where to pick up parts, you know, courtesy, all the dealerships. You know, he's kind of showing me around town, and I was on cloud nine, you know, because here I am in the fast, one of the fastest trucks I've ever been in, you know. And, and sure enough, and he could tell, he could tell I had a grin, you know, I was pretty impressed, and he's just roaring around each corner. And he would say, hang on, hold on. And then he would go by, like, shops that he would say, yeah, this guy... And, He's doing this, and he's you know runs a good business, and he'd say, "Hold on," and he just he just lay some rubber down in front of their shops, you know. <laughs> but uh, that's that's one of my funny stories <laughs> no. that I my favorite stories about him. You're you're right, and and it's an honor when Kelly went to him and gave him his business card. We we've done that before, yes, right? Yes. Oh yeah, and and it's an honor because we recognize the value of that employee. And oh, if yeah. you have to hire him away from Walmart or Dunkin' Donuts or something like that, exactly. you're hoping you will because uh-huh. every time you walk in, this kid's working and nobody's yelling at him, right? And he's not sitting around outside smoking cigarettes or something. So that's an honor, Jesse. I I, I think you probably know that. Oh yes, absolutely. It's been an honor ever since. Have, have Jesse, if we're going to tell a story, so so once all everything transpired and my dad kind of he he's he's basically turned over the shop to Jesse. So okay. now Jesse's 
it's Jesse's business, right? Even though it still says Kelly Clark, and and Jesse's now a businessman, and he's going through all the bills and stuff. And Jesse, tell a story about the phone bill. <laughs> if you can without um, any well, bad language, you may not want to use his exact <laughs> language, but it, that it's a great story. Okay, go, Jesse. Wait, which 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 one though? I um, when, when you found out there was a bunch of extra lines coming in the building that we that that were being paid for that weren't being used. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm like, what, Kelly, I'm like, what, what is all this? You know, I mean, there's, we, we use, you know, six lines for the business, but there's, um, you know, three or four other lines, um, you, you know, um, he, I, I mean, I, I don't, I can't, I can't really remember that one, Greg. I mean, well, it uh, was, so, so here, because Jesse called me, that was one, another one of our 45 minute long phone calls and we both laughed so hard. It was, because it was totally my dad. So, um. You know, Jesse's busting his butt. Now he's a businessman. He's watching all the bills and all this stuff, and he finds these lines that have been coming in the building that my dad has been paying for all these years, and they were nothing, right? They weren't. But they, the other ones appeared on the phone, right? Uh, there were three lines coming in, but coming these in. other these three... were like you know from the old days, from old computer lines and credit card machine machines, lines yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, so Jesse sits him down, and Jesse's proud. You know, mm-hmm. Kelly, look what I found. I, you know, I. I I saved myself quite a bit of money here just on the phone bill alone because, you know, I, I found these lines and and my dad grabbed the paper and he looked at it and he looks at Jesse and he says, expletive, Jesse, you mean to tell me all these years I've been paying for these phone lines and you haven't found this? <laughs> <laughs> so it just blew Jesse's bubble right yeah. there. Jesse's, well, uh, uh well, yeah. <laughs> I only took over the business 30 days ago, <laughs> Mr. Clark. <Yeah. laughs> I've only seen one of these phone bills. Now, uh, my bet is, too, that he, I don't know if he was kidding or not, but it seems to me that he got really hot and really cold quickly. Well, my Depends dad was. Depends on the fight. Yeah. He, if you had a chewing coming, you mm-hmm. got a chewing, and when the chewing was done, you were done. That was, okay. you know, it, it was. There was no lingering, you know, dirty looks or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You got chewed, and you got chewed hard. And when the chewing was done, it was done. Which, you know, over the years, it took me a little while to kind of catch on to that and figure it out because I'd get all you know butt hurt and mm-hmm. and you know, dad just chewed me out. But you became you come to figure it out that. You know, you got what you got, and and you were done. Now we move on. Don't do it again, basically. Well, the older we get, though, we forget why we chewed your tail end. You know what oh, I yeah. mean? So somebody will walk around on on eggshells, and Andy, my daughter, will say, um, you know, he's just been afraid of you since you know you talked to him about laying rubber with your car. And I go, honey, that was a year ago. That, yeah. And she says, you never made up with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, let me talk about Jesse real quick. Jesse's been in charge and running. He answers to nobody at the 12th Street and Glendale store. Jesse's been on our best car repair shops list I don't know how many years, Jesse. And I'm going to tell folks the truth, and the truth is is we've never had a complaint against them. Never. I've never heard a complaint against them. I, I, don't know, I check his record every once in a while, and he hasn't had any complaints. So, Jesse, I want to tell you that I noticed... Okay, I've noticed that whatever you've done, you've done well, and I and I know Kelly was always really proud of you too. Kelly used to talk good about you. He used to tell everybody that he hired you when you were a teenager. He talked about you in a real positive fashion. He was very proud of you. Oh yeah. So I just, yeah, we we had that conversation yesterday on the on the phone that you know my dad the the opportunity that that he gave Jesse and and Jesse's just doing a phenomenal job with the opportunity. 
wasn't going to be given to anybody else. Right. It, it it had been set in 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 my dad's mind that yeah. that this is how it was going to go, and when he was setting down, figuring out all those deals, there was never any question as to who this was going to be offered to. Yeah. And uh, Jesse's just taken with it, taken it and run with it and done just absolutely wonderful. He started there when he was 17. I yeah. started working on, I was a gas pump jockey in 1970. And I worked for a guy that um, was a tyrant. But him and I were from the same town, Douglas. Uh-oh. So he knew my brothers. And, um, and I worked the 3 to 11 shift and six days a week. And I used to get out of high, I got out of high school early just to go there. But he taught me a lot. He taught me a lot of good, and he taught, taught me a lot, lot of bad. bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, mm-hmm. and, you know, the same goes for Tom, because the whole deal with, with that 40th Street and Greenway store, um, it's a story you probably don't know. But as a teenager, I was, uh, you know, we did the whole racing thing, and I won championships and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And, and, of course, that wouldn't have happened without my dad. Um, but I also was... You know, a little problematic, let's say. Henri. Yeah. And In a bad way. So, th- believe it or not, the initial deal with the 40th Street and Greenway store was I was going to go in there and run that store. But I had kind Ooh, of... now I see your face getting red, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I had not been doing so good at the point, and he got kind of fed up. But once Tom came along, same deal there is is my dad, once he spoke to you and and... He he went to your business when you were over there on Thirty Second, uh-huh. um, and and saw the business and how it was run. It, that was the decision. Tom was getting the store, and that's what my dad did. He he would his judgment of people was beyond amazing. I yeah. mean, I I don't have it, but but he did. So Tom got handpicked for that store. Jesse, of course, got handpicked for the Twelfth Street store. And, and you became a nurse's aide at a restaurant at a rest home. Well, yeah, for, okay. a, for a short period <laughs> of time. All right, we're yeah. going to leave it there because we're going to come back. But I got to take a break. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight near on sixty. I think the three of us know. I mean, you guys know Kelly better than I do. But I, I always respected him because he was very knowledgeable and he didn't shove the information down your throat. It, as we had a conversation, he would ask questions and he'd say, "Well, what do you do about this? Or how are you?" Handling handling your credit card fees and stuff like that. So, and and but it was a lot of business. When we come back, we're going to talk about your mother and ski racing and fast boats oh, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Because for you telling me that your mother ski raced, th- these boats are doing north of seventy to one hundred miles an hour it, with a skier behind them. They're they're seventy to ninety, okay. and then they would at the end of the day they'd have the hot boat race and then they're run one hundred and ten mile an hour. Okay, so your mom's on a set on a slalom running seventy eighty miles an hour, and her husband's driving the boat. Yep. That is a pair to draw to, no matter how you do this. That's a pair to draw to. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And I'm going to guess that there was three s- signals your mu- your wife or your mother gave Kelly, your your dad. It was thumbs up, thumbs down, and then probably a middle finger somewhere along the line. <laughs> I'm just guessing, but I think I'm going to be right. 602-508-0960. Greg Clark, Tom Blackwell, and Mark Salem will be back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.